and welcome to Salt Cravings. My name's Claire. And my name's Brianna. And today we will share our, I guess not our favorite ever cravings, because that was the other one. We already did that bit. Claire, we can't keep repeating bits. Can't we? We only have 10 jokes and we just have to sort of recycle them. I don't think that's true. I think you can give us more credit. I think we have at least 15 jokes. 15 jokes? I would say 15. I mean, at least we recycle our jokes. People just throw jokes out. Yeah, that's not very environmentally friendly. Yeah, I mean, all those jokes piling up in a landfill. Yeah, you know, the joke fill. The joke fill. The joke fill. The, the landfill for jokes. Where comedy dies. Isn't that just the internet? Yep. Um, <laughs> so, cravings. So, yeah, I believe it's your turn to start us off it with a craving this time. And I am going to start us off with a little craving from my childhood I've been craving again recently. There's just one bakery near my house. It's really good. It's called Your Bakery in Poco. You know, it's very good. And they have these gingerbread cookies. And every time when my mom, when I was young, when I was a small child, when she'd go to the bakery for anything to order a cake or something, she'd come home and bring us gingerbread cookies. I don't even really like gingerbread cookies. I Like, they're, they're all right. But these ones, oh, they were good. They had just enough icing. They had that. They now, and they were just like really well done. And now I find myself in a nostalgia way, just like craving those specific cookies again. They weren't too, like, hard, were they? Because, no, like, no, 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 it's just The worst enough. thing a gingerbread cookie Ooh, can be is, yeah. like, oh, this is a rock that I'm eating, and I need to snap its head off with yeah. my teeth. Yeah, it's like, so you start with the head, do you start with the head on a gingerbread Is there cookie? another way to do it? Like, of course there is, you start with the arm. I sort of feel like you're so, just like, making this ginger person suffer. <laughs> I like, mean, oh, let me de-limb you first, and then, like... I, the gingerbread's not alive, Claire. You don't know that. Good point. I mean, maybe I'm, I was a torturous little young. I mean, I feel like everyone sort of starts off eating gingerbread how they would eat a human. Um, you wanna, you wanna elaborate on how you, okay, there's a lot here. And <laughs> I think the first thing I'm gonna go with is you'd start eating a human by cutting off their head. Like not cutting it off, but just sort of biting it. <laughs> How small is this human? I mean, only like a couple inches. Like gingerbread men are. So, so wait, you're considering like a <laughs> tiny, tiny human who you can just eat? I'm considering a non-gingerbread man. Claire, I'm pretty sure there's a name for this online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So gingerbread men are like a fun little thing. But I feel like if someone offered me a gingerbread cookie in any way, like it doesn't have to be a gingerbread man. It could just be like a gingerbread square. It could be anything. If someone offered it to me outside of the months of November or December, I would look at them in horror and be like, why have you brought this into my life? <laughs> Gingerbread can be an all-year-round thing, okay? I am of the belief that we should not be restricted on what cookies we eat year-round. I believe that gingerbread men are right in every season. And that's why I'm running for office. For office. Of the gingerbread village, where I look over all the gingerbreads and I say, Hello, I am your king queen now. I don't know why I say king there. I don't know, maybe in gingerbread villages they have a gender-neutral term. Queen? Well, they're all called gingerbread men. They have a queen. Right? They're, they're, so yeah. like, is the society of gingerbread people just like men? Is it just one gender? I mean, they are bread. I don't think bread cares. Yeah, but then, like, how would they be bread? The, how does bread breed? Yeah, how does bread breed? How do you breed the bread? I mean, how does gingerbread breed? 
breed. Because we know how bread breeds. It's like, you know, how sourdough has a starter, right? I don't think gingerbread has a starter. I mean, they probably go to the washroom after for yeast infections. <laughs> God, I'm disgusted. So here's how I eat gingerbread, right? First, arms, then legs. And you just sort of work your way up the no, 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 no. Well, then it's kind of whatever your preference. Because these gingerbread cookies, they had like Smarties or whatever down the, the tummy. Oh, see, that's bad. That's so bad. Like, can I not just like suffer through this mediocre cookie without like added hard candy to chew through? No, but listen, Claire, this was my shit as a child. Honestly, kind of still my shit. I still dig Smarties. I've seen like a gingerbread man with gummy worms on them before. And it's like, why are you doing this? Why would you do that? That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, you can thank kindergarten for that. This one was just, like, icing with, like, Smarties on them down the tummy. There was, like, the hands and feet were, like, icing with sprinkles on them. Ooh, really good. It's just, like, it's the mix of flavors. Because you just have the ginger of the bread. Then it's not particularly interesting. But when you got that icing in there, ooh, now that's what I'm talking about. Have you ever, like, eaten an entire gingerbread house? Because, like, no. that's a thing that you can make. You no know, one ever actually really eats the gingerbread house. Which I think is a sad thing. When Christmas comes around, we should have a gingerbread house building and eating competition. Well, not even a competition, but just like a get-together. Why not a building competition? Oh, a building competition. The caveat is that you have to eat it after you build it. Oh, so like the better it is, the more you have to suffer. Through. And so it's like there's a winner for builder and a winner for eater. Like, don't get me wrong. I will eat a gingerbread cookie and I think my limit is like three for the season and then I am done. Three for the season. And then like, so if I had to eat an entire house of gingerbread, I think I'd make it through maybe the lawn and then like I would just pass so so hang on hang on lawn so what's like the The ginger lawn lawn. (laughs) ginger lawn i mean you have to have a lawn for your gingerbread house what are they just like living in nowhere i mean usually i put it on tinfoil around the house and then you put things on that like what do you put do you put like a little ginger cross on it some trees like just have some some ginger crosses you have like a ginger dog right this is like a a ginger nuclear family this is a contest i'm going to make it the most stereotypical suburban house ever Mm, so what you're thinking here is like what if gingerbread but it was from the 50s isn't all gingerbread from the 50s isn't just sort of someone (laughs) like made this thing and they were like oh no we have made this thing that no one ever wants to eat more than like a couple cookies at a time of we have enough for the next 50 years (laughs) and then this sort of we're just eating we're still eating the same gingerbread okay and that's why bread goes stale yeah and that's why when you buy some of them they're just like rocks and you're like oh i messed up i bought this and this is from the 1950s (laughs) and i'm eating food that Mm, has been passed over for 50 years Mm, love ginger rocks. Yeah, and so hey, you just sort of have to lick it. Hey, can I just say, Claire, that for all of your hatred of gingerbread, I'm just realizing... I don't hate gingerbread. Like, you're, I have my limit. Disgust- I have a gingerbread capacity. Okay, And well, it is not as big as yours. No, okay. I didn't say mine was big. I was just saying I was craving some of the specific gingerbread man from the bakery near my home that I had as a child. Okay, describe exactly the specific gingerbread man. I think I've already like, done that. No, but like the texture. Like, is it the texture, chewy or is it like... It was chewy. Okay. It was chewy, it wasn't hard, and it was good, and it was sweet, and it was gingery. What if you got a gingerbread cookie and it wasn't gingery? What What would the flavor even be? <laughs> so, I actually have a story that is adjacent to this. Okay. Of the time that my grandma in the morning, we were like, I, can't, I think we were staying with her when I was younger. She was making, she was making food and stuff, and she 
she made these buns that were supposed to be cinnamon buns, but she forgot the cinnamon. <laughs> so they were just bread. <laughs> they were just sticky buns. And they were still fine. I remember she like brought them out and we like ate them and she was like, or I don't even, I think she knew by the time they'd been like baked or whatever. She came out, she was like, so I forgot to put the cinnamon in <laughs> and we just like killed ourselves out because it's just like, how do you forget the cinnamon and the cinnamon buns? And they were still tasty. Don't get me wrong. Still good. Would still rate good. It's, you know, no it's ginger in your like gingerbread. Yeah, no ginger in your gingerbread, no cinnamon in your cinnamon buns, no choco in your lat. I think it's the only flavor that sort of makes a bad gingerbread cookie tolerable. And my least yeah. favorite thing about a gingerbread cookie is when the person at, like, say, your work or, like, you are in some sort of gathering and, like, this person has brought a tin of gingerbread cookies and <sighs> everyone before you takes one and you can hear the crunch and they have offered it to you. And you're like, oh, maybe it's just like I'm hearing things. You take one and you touch it and you immediately know, oh, this is going to be a bad experience. But you can't put it back because you're now holding it. Yep. Wait, so like this is a very specific experience. How many times has that exact experience happened to you? I don't know. More than once. Too many. Jeez. It's a tragedy. Anyway, my point was, for someone who believes that gingerbread shouldn't be year-round, you do have literally right here, I'm looking at it beside me, an oven mitt with two gingerbread on it. Two gingerbread men on it. Yeah, and obviously the oven mitt is also made of gingerbread and I'm going to eat it later. I mean, I'm just saying that for someone who cares so much about being seasonal, I bet you still use this. I don't have... Four pairs of oven Can mitts I just that say I hate. That my favorite quality about these is like the gingerbread are gendered. Like this is my favorite bit about this is there's a male and a female gingerbread, and I didn't realize. I guess this settles like what gingerbread society gendered is. Is just like the gingerbread woman has like a gingerbread. Dress. Are you just basing this off of the fact that one of them has legs and one of them is just sort of a ghost? I mean, I was like, assuming... what if? What if it's just like those are alive and dead gingerbread? Well, so like the thing that I was thinking of was like, one's got a bow tie and legs, right? And one of them has stripped itself of its clothes. <laughs> you can see through its body into its heart and it has no more legs. <laughs> it is a ghost. So this is a gingerbread ghost. What if you made a haunted gingerbread house with only gingerbread ghosts? <laughs> like, I guess you could. How would you make them float? Candy string. Candy floss. Candy floss. Yeah. I think this is a really good idea. You should write this down for the gingerbread building competition. That we are going to have. Yeah, And obviously. be judges of. And we're also so, participate in? Yeah, I mean, we're really I'll just going to like... I can judge. We'll be both judge and participants. Probably the only judges and also only participants. Can we call it gingerbread cravings? Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. Cool. Great. This is a good idea. We should re-listen to this episode come December. Yeah, sure. Do you want to do a craving? Yeah, okay. What My first craving, it's also season. Seasonal. As much as you might argue that your craving was not seasonal, I would... I see the seasonal connotation. I would die on the stake against eating a gingerbread in summer. What's your seasonal craving? It's not a craving that is seasonal, but it's sort of a, it's a craving that can only be itched seasonally, and it is beach days. Mm. I really want to just have a beach day every day for my life. And because a beach day is perfect, because it's sort of a buildup, like you're getting ready in the morning, you're getting Mm -hmm. your things together, Mm -hmm. you're going to the beach, 
The beach is either obnoxiously full and you already regret your decision or there is actually space and you like start to have a good time. And then for sure, there is one person who has forgotten something. There is always one person who has forgotten something when they go to the beach. And so that is the person that no longer wants to be at the beach. But as long as you're not the person who has forgotten something, you stay at the beach for about maybe two or three hours and then you leave. And that is what we consider a beach day, even though you're only at the beach for a couple hours. Well, see, the reason for this is because staying in the sun for too long is bad. Well, no, the reason for this is because beaches are bad. And now this is when we're getting into the controversy on salt cravings. We're going to disagree on this because I am anti-beach. I am, I hate sand. You hate water? The water's too cold. Water is not always too cold. But it often is. This is why it's seasonal. You don't go in December. I'm not talking December. I'm talking July, you know? No. And the point is the sand is the worst bit. It's coarse and rough and it gets everywhere and Anakin Skywalker was only ever right about that, but he was right about that. Sand is bad. It's terrible. It's no fun. See, I feel like sand, on a hot day, you go swimming and like, sure, Uh the sand is on your feet now. You have these weird sand feet that you're sort of walking along with and you go and sit down back on your mat and you just avoid the sand and like, it's hot out. That sand is going to dry out. And in like 10 to 20 minutes, you just sort of rub the sand off your feet and you're good. No, but you have the sand on there for 10 to 20 minutes. Like, Claire, this is the thing. The texture's so bad. You just sort of like have to turn your mind off. And also just remember that you got to go swimming in a big body of water that is connected to a bunch of other water. And it's perfect. See, are you ta- Are you like trying to deconstruct an ocean? Mostly what I'm saying is if it is a really hot day, I am so relieved when that water isn't warm. Like I am so relieved that it is cold and I can like literally chill out in that yeah. ocean. I'm I mean, the, the water's fine. It's also salty, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, there's no chlorine. Yeah, that's nice. Like, I love not having the smell of chlorine. Nothing but it's is also better like- than coming home from the beach and smelling like the beach. I think the beach is one of my favorite smells. That's fair. It's a pretty good smell. Unfortunately, the sand. Also, when you go in the water, there's just like, you don't know what you're touching with your feet? You know, it could be slimy. Probably I don't sand. like slime on my feet. You're I don't in like water. Yeah, you but there's wash like- it off. Yeah, but it's slimy. Claire, I don't like the feeling of You don't even have to go things. in the water. Like, what if the it's a tentacle, out- Claire? What if it's a tentacle in the water and I get pulled under and killed? I think you have a fear of an ocean that you have to talk about. My favorite thing is, like, you don't even have to go swimming, though. It's like, I know. Just sit on the beach Which for hours, listening to music, uh-huh. like, laying down in the sun, and it's the best, like, it's, it's so It's the thing good. that I will usually do at the beach. Exactly. The thing I will usually do at the beach is I will sit in a beach chair, because that's the farthest I can get away from the sand. There you go. And I will pull out a book, because I brought a book, because that's how I am, and I will read that book, and I will interact with people around me when they are interactable. But I'm just going to sit there and read my book on the beach. And that doesn't mean I'm not enjoying myself, but it is the most I can enjoy myself at a beach. Because sand, I feel obligated to say again, is bad. I feel like sand is bad and there is no disputing like once you have (laughs) sand on you it sort of sucks but my favorite thing is like getting to wash the sand off Mm. it's sort of like oh i have been at the beach now to sort of unbeach myself but in order to unbeach yourself you have to go to the beach first that's 
fair and I understand, but it feels like you can never quite get rid of all of the sand. And that is why my greatest beach fear is, you know, that thing in like TV and movies, because I assume it never happens in reality, even though it happened to one Vine once, where the person's like buried in sand up to their neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the greatest beach fear. You're scared that you're going to go to the beach, somehow trip and fall <laughs> into a hole that is as large as you are. Yes. And then have yourself accidentally buried after you've fallen into this hole just enough so that your neck is exposed and you yes. cannot move. Of course. It's it's always a risk. And the reason why it's so terrifying to me and why every time I see it on television and film, it bothers me is because sand's going to be out. Once you get out of the hole and you try to like get rid of the sand, no, you're never getting rid of that sand. Like, you're going to find like five weeks later, you're going to be like, oh, sand just came out of my butt. There's like a point where like you're basically rolling in sand and I just like, I don't yeah. think people often roll in sand. Like you no. get a mat, you put it on the beach. There's no sand on that mat. You sit on that mat and There's always good. sand on the mat, Claire. You can never guarantee there's no sand on the if mat. If there's sand on the mat, you just lift the mat up and you shake it out once or twice there's and you're always good. sand left. There's always, it gets everywhere. I tell you, the sand is invading. The sand invades my space on the beach. And this is why beach days can never be longer than two to three hours. Oh, like <laughs> because I can only take sand for two to three hours. See, the best part of a beach day is also like once you come back from the beach, yeah. you're tired. Like, yeah. and it's, but it's a good tired. Like you're like, oh, I'm ready for my mid afternoon nap. Like, or you come back with your friends and you have like a meal together and it's great. And that's, yeah, and that's mean, kind of a fun and part mostly of the day. I want to sleep barbecue through that meal. You know? I mean, yeah. Imagine just having a barbecue at the beach. Isn't that illegal? Probably. Cool. Again, I do want to point out there is a potential issue. See, there's this thing called sand. <laughs> okay, well, you're not rolling your food in the sand before you put it on the barbecue, nor are I mean, you rolling no. it in the sand you're after. Right. You're right, but, like, it feels like it'll just get everywhere. Right, I think you, you gotta have put a it. You know, sand that you need to look at. I mean, I I think I've pretty directly said I have a fear of sand. I'm disgusted with sand, and I don't think it should exist. Sort of my point is like the issue with the barbecue at the beach is like where are you gonna put your plate down? Where's your table? Did you bring a table to the beach? No one brings a table to the beach, and no one brings a big enough table. To the beach. If you bring a barbecue to the beach, you'll bring a table. Yeah, but like how big of a table? I don't know, enough for, like, you to eat your food on. Every person's bringing their own individual table, Clark. Why would you care about how other people eat their food? I mean, I guess, but, like, it just feels like barbecue. You just want everyone's food to be on your table. I mean, like, I just think that everyone's food is equal just want to move opportunity. to the beach, but, like, have beach protection. Well, no, you want to move to the beach. I do want to move to the beach. I mean, we live in a city that's on the coast. Yeah. We're basically And there. I couldn't live in a city that didn't have a beach where I could go and have a nice beach what, day. What, so you're not going to move to, you're not going to move to Regina? Why would I move to the middle of this continent? I mean, cheaper rents. Yeah, but also no beach. The worst part is, like, this isn't a craving that goes away in, like, winter or anything. Mm. Usually I want a beach day, but I just, I can't. And I look outside, I'm like, oh, just like six more months. So what you're saying here, what I'm picking up here is you want us to do a beach day. I mean, I always want to go to the beach. That's fair. We could we could go eventually. I mean, we just went glamping after our last episode. Yeah. That was how that worked. So, you know, let's go to the beach. I think the best part about beaches is like bonfires, especially yeah. like big bonfires. This is another thing. It's not just beach days. It's just like beach, beach events, like, I'm at, like bonfires at night, like got some logs, 
put some fire in the middle. You're sitting on the logs. Mm. You have Wait, like, you're sitting on the fiery logs, Claire? Jeez. No, you have logs around the fire. Oh, of course. For yes. seating. That makes sense. Continue. Because why would you sit on the beach? Unless I mean, you, you brought s- a thing to sit on. Bring a beach chair. That's what you do. Yeah, so you have your chairs and your giant logs that uh-huh. have mysteriously appeared on the beach, and you just sit on this, and like someone inevitably brings their guitar and sings Wonderwall, and like you <laughs> roast marshmallows and like probably drink a couple drinks and like go swim. And then if you're unfortunate enough, you're at a beach where there's many stairs and you have to walk up about a hundred stairs. Yeah, so that's the other thing about the beach. I have a lot of quarrels with beaches in general, as we've seen. I clearly have some unexamined beach trauma. fears, trauma potentially, but I'll still go to the beach with you. And I'll have a good time reading. Okay. Or beach night. Or beach night. Because it sounds like beach nights are also cool because there's a bonfire. I can't, like, read as well, though. But, like, I'll find something. Just, like, put the book on the fire. Hmm. Interesting You'll have enough light then. So, I don't know if you've heard this in your, like, new high-tech world. But there's the... But books are flammable. Right? I know that you probably read from, like, holographic projections now. Yeah, my holographic projection watch, which scans books and then shoots it into my brain. Exactly. Exactly. This is the high-tech world that you live in. I think with the beach comes, like, a lot of memories as well. So how about you give me another craving? I'm going to give you another craving. What I'm craving is a bra that fits. I'm so mad. Oh? So, like, you know the thing where estrogen makes you grow boob? I grew a lot of boob. We, I grew much more boob than I expected and that most people expected. I have double D's now, and it's a little much. And if someone's Googling for a picture of me, I'm sorry, there's not that many online. But what I will say is I have boob now. And I only have, like, one bra that is, like, my proper size. So you just wear that bra every single day? And I, like, I do, but, like, sometimes it doesn't work under certain things because it's, like, white and, like, lacy. And so, like, it doesn't work under everything. So now I just, like, have a bunch of bras. And the other day, I was having basically a panic because I kept trying on different bras and being like, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work. (laughs) I was getting very annoyed. And I'm frustrated that bras don't just expand as you need them. And I think that they should. You sort of just want like a jelly bra. Kind of, yeah. I want a bra that can like mold itself to my exact size and then like change when it's grown. Really, I'm annoyed that my boobs were still growing after like four years on estrogen, which is wild. That's the hope for everyone, isn't it? It's sort of the hope, but it's also like now the bras that I thought would fit because I bought them at like two years in. I thought they'd continue to fit and they don't fit anymore. My least favorite thing is how every person who measures you for a bra will always measure you differently. Yeah. Like when I first got measured, it was wrong. I didn't know it was wrong, but like I got measured a day or two later and it was completely different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've definitely, I've been just measured at very different sizes. Been measured as a C, then I was measured as a D, now I'm a double D. But the fact that it's gone up consistently, which I think fits with my boob size, is makes me think that it's right, but also who knows because maybe bras are all lies. Not like the people who sell bras, also probably them, but like mostly the bras themselves are liars. Have you ever thought about just going braless? I've thought about it, but you see, Claire, I have double D's. 
So that's not happening. <laughs> you just sort of like let them go. Just hang out. So like the thing that I don't think you understand. Have some chest friends. Mm, I already have significant chest friend. And the thing that I don't think you're understanding is, you know, they would just flop. And that just wouldn't be fun. You sort of just like let them go. Let them be wild. Claire. Don't try to tame them. I, I'm going to have to tame my boobs for things and stuff. And mostly just because like, I don't know. I don't want to be like walking around and having the just bum, 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 bum. That's the sound they make. That's yeah. the sound boobs make. <laughs> when they move around. This yeah. is the boob song. Boom, ba-doom, 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 ba-doom. The other thing about bras is frustrating. The other thing is they're so goddamn and there's always a sale for it's like, oh, it's three for 20. Yeah. But it's always never in the cut you want or no. the colors you want. Of course not. And it's like, oh, I love these three black bras that are all the same yeah. that I already own like 10 of. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, cool. Guess I'll find the one thing marked double D, which I'm thankful there are still things in my size, but it's still pretty limited. And yeah, no, the whole thing of just like minimal options and they're super expensive and the wrong things are on sale. Ugh. And it's just like a whole thing. And like, what I really need to satisfy this craving that I have is I need someone to give me like 300 bucks just to go buy bras. Just to get like probably five bras. Yeah, only five. God, I hate the way that everything is. Really, if you don't wear them, you're going to suffer. And if you do wear them, you're going to financially suffer. So cool. Yeah, that's yeah, basically you got it. So you what you just need to do is dye your one bra different colors every day. I don't know where colors came into this. Well, then they'll work with more things. And you just cut off the lace and restitch it when you need it. um, Yeah, I guess like... Yeah, this is the solution, clearly, is to just, like... Just get a Frankenbra. Frankenbra. Just cut up five actually, of your that's, bras. Actually, Frankenbra was the doctor. That's Frankenbra's monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really... It's a little much, I gotta say. As much as I love my boob, they're also a little much, you know? You're looking at me in some sort of way. I mean, everyone wants more boobs. I mean, like... And by I, everyone, I mean me. I think you do. And I wonder if there's a way that we could just even it out. Sort of average the bra. Yeah, like we both end up with C's or something. Take the average. I mean, it would actually be a D. Okay, we both end up with D's then. That's fine. That's good. We both end up with D's. It's perfect. You know, most of my bras will fit that. Probably. Okay, so then we just like divide up your bras. So what if we No, just I'm talking it... about boob. Yeah, I mean, we have to divide up the bras as well, right? Oh, also that. Yeah. You have cute bras though. I also have cute bras. Which is why it's really frustrating. Can I wear them anymore? They're just, ugh. It's just a need to get them expanded. That needs Expand- services Do you offering. know how there's a thing of like expand dong? It's expand bra. This has been a podcast about boobs. About cravings of boobs. Bra so, making and selling companies. Lacenza, where I've gotten all of my bras mostly. Not all of them. Most of them, though. Lacenza, love ya, but like, so expensive. And also, like, the combinations of the band and the bug. Oh, God, yeah. You can never find the right ones. No, never, ever. Frankly, I barely know how to tell when a bra fits. It always feels like, I mean, you'll know. Like, I know, but, like, I'll wear something in the store. I'll, I'll try on something in the store, and I'll be like, this fits. And I'll get it home, and I'll be like, this doesn't fit. And then, then I'll try it on again the next day. I'll be like, this fits. It just sort of, like, changes with your mood. It's a mood bra. I mean, like, don't your boob sizes change, like, with hormone things? Isn't that a thing? I mean, I don't know enough to, like change your bra size but maybe your left one is bigger one day and then you're like oh like i'm feeling angry today so do you have like, a favorite do you have a favorite boob my left one i think mine. oh did you mean your <laughs> no i meant yours what i'm not asking you to pick 
like a favorite of my boobs. Yeah, my also, like one. my boobs are not like out. That's not. That's not for listeners. My boobs are not just out right now. I am wearing a shirt. We're both wearing shirts. Anyway, I don't actually know what my favorite boob is. They're like really similar. Like they're both fine. Maybe my right one. I guess. I don't know. Boobs are hard. Well, actually, they're soft. Some of them are hard. Yeah? I mean, it depends what you mean by hard. There's different boob textures. Bextures. Is this about the Bexel test again? What? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do, do a craving? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. The final craving for today is tweeting. And so, <laughs> yeah. No, the worst part about this is like, it feels like only weeks ago, probably months ago, I never used Twitter. Twitter mm. is a very new social media for me. And mm-hmm. so like, I have a lot of feelings about Twitter because... Twitter isn't like other social medias because the closest thing I can sort of relate it to is Vine and I will get to that. So like Mm -hmm. Twitter for me is like, I will want to tweet even if I have nothing to tweet. And so Twitter is a lot of my intrusive thoughts Mm. and it's a lot of like, oh, I'm thinking this thing over and over again. Oh, this thing just popped into my head. I better put it on the internet now. Mm. It is very rarely I actually think up content. Yeah. But I will still try to do it anyways, even though I've never been able to just like go to Twitter, be like, I want to tweet something and like do it. I've never been able to do that. Um, It just sort of hits. Now, my favorite thing about Twitter is how you can make your Twitter personal. You can... Mm-hmm. have a personal Twitter, but it's always performative. And so Twitter is this mm. platform that is so performative. You have yeah. Facebook that's like basically a blog about like how you're doing and like yeah. the things. What's on done. your mind? Yeah. What are you feeling? Tell the internet how you're feeling today. And then you have like Instagram, which is like for me, selfies. The selfie dump. Yeah, it's a selfie dump just because like my makeup looks really good today. Yeah. Share it with the I world. Attention. Or like, yeah, or like stories on Instagram. It's like stories are great because it's sort of like a minified version of your selfie sharing. And yeah. also stories more feel like, oh, this is what I'm doing today. Oh, look, I'm like going yeah, to the park. You're like sharing. So like, it's sort of like these very personal things, but Twitter Twitter is so, so different. Twitter's Twitter is about yeah. performing and being funny. And like, even if you're like yeah. depressed, it's like, how can I make my depression amusing? <laughs> how can I make yeah. people want to retweet yeah. this and put this on their platform? Because you don't share other people's personal things on your Facebook. And if yeah. you do, they don't. don't um, do and Instagram, there's no way to share another person's. There's like apps yeah. that will do it. But like, there is no built in way. Twitter is all about sort of like being the most consumable and the most palatable, I suppose, and just sort of like making your own brand. And the reason I relate this to Vine is because the entire point of Vine was you have six seconds, make a joke. And it is a single joke. And it's like Twitter. Yeah, I mean, it's bas- Twitter is basically just the word version of Vine where you only have, well, you used to only have 140 characters and yeah. you have 280. Which is a little, you know, much. I mean, they, but I like it. Like, because I never shut up. I would just run out of characters and, and now it's like, oh, I never, I always have enough room to yeah. make my joke. Yeah. And it's always one joke. It's never more than one joke. Like, that's the perfect thing about Twitter is like, a tweet is a single joke. It is not like a movie where it is a string of jokes, hopefully a string of jokes. Otherwise, like a string of failed jokes. And so like, (laughs) 
And the perfect thing is like, if your tweet isn't funny, it won't get shared and no one will see it and you don't have to suffer the embarrassment. That's true. There is also like meaningful social justice content on Twitter, at least on my Twitter. My Twitter is like half jokes, half social justice nonsense, all sorts of different things. I talk about trans misogyny on there a lot. I go on rants. This is my favorite thing about Twitter is rants as well. And like, yeah, sort of like how it is the least likely platform to have a rant, but it's sort of also perfect because chains are now a thing and like chains are supported. And so each tweet is sort of a thought in the chain. Yeah. And And together it makes an argument. And that's kind of like an essay. Yeah. But it's very succinct and you can never sort of like, like, here's my proof of this thing. Like sometimes people like will put a retweet in a single thing and here is this example of this thing. But yeah, yeah, it's just the least likely platform that could ever be used for rants, but it is also the platform where rants are the most common. So your specific craving here is that you want to tweet constantly. Yeah, it tells you when anyone likes your thing or retweets Mm -hmm. it your timeline will even tell you what your friends like it'll be like oh these two friends of yours like this person that you have nothing to do with which i don't always like not always a fan of that but sometimes like there is a retweet function for a reason yeah i don't really know if i want everyone seeing my likes but you know sometimes i guess i mean but also them showing likes kind of publicly helps us know that jk rowling's a trans misogynist so like maybe it's a good thing wow sorry that went a little (laughs) twitter is like great but also kind of bad twitter is also sort of the forefront of information it is like twitter like I feel like everyone gets on, like, Facebook about being, like, the social media. But I feel like Twitter's more of that. I mean, how many jokes are now just, like, pictures of Twitter posts shared on Facebook? Yeah, and also just, like, everyone's on Twitter, right? Like, not everyone, I guess, but, like... (laughs) It's, like, five people that are on Twitter, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, like, everyone in terms of, like, celebrities are there, businesses are there, people are there. I remember a couple of years ago before I was talking like, um, to them. You can just be yeah, like, you can just be, hey, at Burger King, why are, why is it a king? What's, what, what are you king of? My burger what are you cold? king of? <laughs> hey, Burger King's Twitter, why is my burger cold that I got <laughs> from this one location? <laughs> and they'll probably interact because and whoever's like, running yeah. it is extraordinarily bored. But on Facebook, it's like old people commenting, like, at Burger King, why is, hello, is someone there? Who is burger? This? Period. Hello, Mr. King. Period. (laughs) Hello, Mr. King. I'd like to file a complaint. There was not enough mayonnaise on my sandwich. And like half the words are misspelled and there's this random capitalization. And like, is this person an old person or a 13 year old? (laughs) It could be either. They're certainly not the Burger King. Both at the same time. They're certainly not the Burger King, though. What if the Burger King They're was just sort of like a status and you could become the Burger King? <laughs> How does it work? Do you have to defeat the you Burger King? You have to kill the Burger King to become the Burger King. Cool. Now, because, you know, we were talking earlier about gingerbread society with its gingerbread king. Right. Is the Burger King also like... Friends with the gingerbread king? Yes. There's Yeah, there's this entire food society of kings. <laughs> Only kings, though. I don't know what's the deal with it just being kings. That feels I mean, a little bit really just a title i mean i guess but is king like a gender neutral title i would say it's a gender neutral title if you want it to be okay because like, like yeah king i don't Princess. know true that's a very deep cut most people are not gonna get that reference <laughs> but like one of our friends will yeah 
Shout out to that friend. King. King, I guess, could be a gender neutral term, but it's just, you know, I don't know who runs Burger King right now. I assume it's a man. It's the, it's the Burger it, King. Uh, right. <laughs> but, there, it's the Burger but if there's King a woman who's the, the Burger Okay, so like, could the Burger King choose to change their, their term? Could you become the Burger President? Um, could you become the Burger Emperor? I don't like that one. Yeah, I like neither of those. They're all kind of bad. I mean, Burger King's also not great. Are we going to get sued for talking about Burger King this much? Cool. Can't sue people about talking. But about if we do food. get sued, we'll just at them on Twitter and, and be it'll like, be "Hey, why are you wanting our money? We just talked about your king. We just talked like, about your we're king just and the secret about society your ruler. Who else is in this secret society? Is Ronald McDonald the head of state? <laughs> Ronald McDonald is like secretary to the Burger King. I don't know. The how secretary this works, is o- always like the one with all the power. I guess, but like McDonald and Burger King are separate companies. Yeah, I mean, but like they work together. I guess is there a king of McDonald's or something? McDonald's is like the kingdom of like, oh, we just need a jester. We're just gonna make everyone laugh at our decisions, mm. and haha, we take your money. We're turning this M into a W to celebrate women, and isn't that a funny joke? Because that's all they do. I mean, that's the thing I remember McDonald's for right now. Yeah, so there's so there's that. Twitter is a really good platform. Twitter actually reminds me of like how Tumblr has been at certain points. How so? Text posts are basically just tweets. Um, And so, like, an entire post is just a chain? Yeah, that's kind of how I would think of it. But, like, there's, like, short text posts that are basically just tweets. Sometimes it's literally tweets, just screenshots taken of them. I mean, I guess, like, the difference is there's GIFs on Tumblr where there aren't on Twitter. There are GIFs on Twitter. I mean, I guess, but there's more GIFs on Tumblr. It pulls from the same database, doesn't it? Not always, no. Usually, like, I mean, I guess on Tumblr, Tumblr, you're not pulling the GIFs. Yeah, on Tumblr, they make the GIFs. (laughs) The GIF factory. I don't know if you've been on Tumblr in a while, but there's a built-in GIF creation. Unfortunately, I haven't. I've stayed far away. Good, good call. There's a built-in GIF function where you can turn, like, a video that's on your phone into a GIF. That sounds really handy. It's actually really useful. I don't condone use of any social media, but there is that Social media is a concept. Social media is evil and bad, and I believe that it is going to bring downfall of our society. It's sort of like as someone who like processes things by talking. Twitter yeah. is also like sort of just where I've started processing things. Yeah, it's not the a... greatest perhaps. Maybe, maybe not, but it's fine. I mean, I do that too. You are also, your Twitter is still really good though. The world should see your Twitter where you process thoughts. They don't need to. <laughs> That's fair, but like, I really enjoy seeing your Twitter because you're good at words and mostly you're good at jokes that also are like less than 140 character long. I literally did not update my Twitter to the new version except for like a couple days ago because I didn't realize my phone didn't tell me, oh, you have an update. You should update this. So I have been at the 140 character limit making great content when I could have been making even better content. Well, now listen. Now I am unchained and ready to come (laughs) at the world. You're, You're so ready to just like be the best on Twitter. But like, hang on. So like the issue is if you make good enough content, people are gonna start following. A lot of people are going to start following. And then I'm just going to process and they're going to be like, oh shit, why am I here? Leave. Bye. Is that how you think it's going to work? Probably. I don't know. I mean, I know lots of famous people who process on Twitter. Oh, that sounds awful. Like, not like- I don't want to listen to celebrities' problems. I have my own problem. Famous people is a bit- I have like people who like- What do celebrities talk about? Like, oh no, I parked my second Porsche behind my first (laughs) Porsche and now I can't get it out of the garage, my third garage- (laughs) And my other two have Porsches in them as well. You really, like, have one idea of what celebrities are, and I think it's the Kardashians. <laughs> if I had Did millions you know? of dollars, I too would have six Porsches I mean, and three like, garages. I mean, like... 
Would you have 47 Lamborghinis in your Lamborghini account? In my Lamborghini account, yeah. I mean more like semi-famous people, I guess. People who have like podcasts and stuff who like will genuinely like say personal stuff on Twitter. I don't mind seeing people's personal things on Twitter. I, I guess love seeing point. people's personal things on Twitter. Well, then people will love seeing your personal things on that's Twitter. That's not how other people work. I can't just project my emotions onto other people and be like, isn't oh, that what, you're me. Uh, isn't that what we've done? Our website has a combined bio. We are the same person. I mean, I guess, sort of. Probably. We have two different Twitters. Yeah. You mean our personal Twitter? There's also our personal Twitters. Right. Which, I mean, people don't need to follow. No. If you want to follow mine, you can find them. You can find them. And also mine is Price of Brie, like the thing about money. She's and then really of, proud of them. And then Brie, like the cheese, Price of Brie on Twitter. <sighs> Go ahead and follow me. Come come see my content as really good. Speaking of Twitter, you can follow us at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at wow. Salt Cravings. At Salt Cravings. Yeah, at Salt Cravings. You can learn when we release new episodes and find out all of the fun stuff that we do. Some background things. We'll maybe probably some information yeah, that maybe we take won't a picture or something of us recording at some point. You know, when we have our live shows, obviously because we're famous. You know, yeah, that's where you'll find out about our live shows. Yeah, so this has been Salt Cravings. Follow us on social media and remember to rave everything. Rave everything. Just like go into your pantry and just start taking things off the shelves. And like make yourself crave them. And just put them all on a sandwich. Yum yum. Yum yum.